Ivy and the CIA, an interview with Devin Reed Weber. Hello, everybody. Please welcome Devin to Ivy and the CIA. Welcome, Devin. Hey, thanks for having me. How Ivy and I connected was through a mutual friend, but we actually got on a call after we connected and I was kind of sharing with Ivy a little bit of my background. I'm uh, 26 years old and I'm wheelchair bound. I've been in a wheelchair most of my life, but how I've kind of put that into my life on like an entrepreneurial sense is I started a podcast uh, not that long ago because I realized, you know, people have questions about my situation, but they're not just going to come up to me on the street and ask me. So uh, that's kind of the premise of that podcast called Wheelchair Warrior Project. And uh, that's really what we got to discussing and, and kind of talked about in that regard. So uh, that's mostly about me. I mean, in, in a nutshell, but yeah, thanks for having me guys. So Devin, it's a pleasure to meet you. Um, I'm going to get to know you along with our audience today as we ask you questions and you answer them. Um, you're already starting off in a very unique situation, obviously being wheelchair bound. I think you're, at least for me, maybe Ivy's uh, had conversations. I've uh, never had anybody on our podcast or done an interview with somebody in that situation. So um, you'll definitely come from a unique perspective uh, compared to other people because you see things and experience things differently. So um, we're going to ask you a series of questions and they may seem like all over the map, but the main purpose is for people to, through your experience of life and through the answers that you provide, enables them to have a chance to pull from it whatever connects with them, right? Because some people may have heard something for the fifth time, or you may be saying it for the first time they've ever heard it, but there may be something about your approach or your delivery that makes them go, ooh, now I'm going to take action upon there and do something with that information. And the whole overarching principle here is to help people live their best life through the guests and the people we give them access to that they may never have come across in everyday life. So to start off with our first question, if I was a genie and I could grant you just one wish, what would be that wish and why? A couple rules. You can't wish for more wishes. You can't wish to become the wish giver. What would be the wish that you'd ask for? I think for me is just a life of complete freedom where money wasn't an issue. Not, not even so much being like filthy rich, but just to the point where you always knew your bills were paid for regardless. I didn't necessarily have to stay in one place and my wife and I could just travel and do whatever we wanted, whenever we wanted at any moment. I think that's probably my biggest thing. I love that share, Devin, because I know that when you shared with your, shared with me your story, we connected a while ago, you've been through some really tough situations and mm -hmm. you overcame them. And I I believe the audience can benefit from that, from you sharing about that. Yeah. So, I mean, a little bit about what I was sharing with Ivy is my, my wife and I have been through some, some interesting times. Um, we, well, I, I say we, but I think my wife was just on board with it. I had the excellent idea when we were living in New Mexico that we should move to San Diego. I had a friend out there that had a digital agency and I was trying to make a digital agency work. And he was like, dude, this is the answer. There's so many people out here that, you know, are responsive to what we're doing. Like, this is perfect. So we moved out there, like literally on a moment's notice. Um, and everything just came out from under us very quickly. We had no money. We didn't have enough money to make rent. 
uh, we ended up getting evicted from that place shortly after. I think we were only there for like three, four months and then had to start over again and go uh, live with my father-in-law back in New Mexico. But that moment really taught us like, hey, you know, us moving away wasn't a bad thing. It was just kind of our approach. And so when we wanted to move out again, we're actually in Washington now. The The difference was now we were like, okay, we want to move. What was what we were missing? And of course it was money. We didn't have money for rent and everything like that. And so it was like, okay, we need to just stop spending money and just save everything. So the difference between San Diego to Washington was now when we moved to Washington, we went out uh, here to Washington with like five, six grand saved up. We had a couple months in rent ahead paid. We had like all our bills paid ahead and we were just in an excellent place and it's just continued to go up from there. So yeah, definitely a rough time in San Diego, but I'm glad that it kind of picked up from there and we are where we're at now. You're in Washington state. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm right outside of Seattle. I'm like 30, 30 minutes outside of Seattle and Tacoma. Gotcha. One of my favorite movies is Back to the Future. And so if if I could give you access to the time machine and Back to the Future, and you could travel back in time to visit your younger self, now uh, you get to pick what younger self you visit, what advice would you give that younger self and why that advice? So honestly, I think I would visit, I, I have a very specific month and, and year that I would visit, funny enough. Uh, I would visit Devin in September of 2017 because that was the that was like the moment that I decided, hey, like this digital agency idea is, idea is pretty cool. I want to start my own business, and I would visit him and I would just tell him, hey, like it's it's not as easy as people make it look, and that's okay. But you just need to be patient as you continue to move and progress. Because my issue was is that I'm I'm comparing myself to so many people that I'm like well, this person's up here, so I need to be up here. But the problem was I wasn't paying attention to my progress along the way, like learning how to build funnels, learning how to communicate with people, learning how to how to you know network with people and all the awesome stuff that I learned along the way. So I was so caught up in me getting to the top in, in two days you know, and making millions of dollars next week that I wasn't focused on the fact of like, well, damn, Devin, you, you're doing pretty good. you know. So I, I think the biggest thing for me is just, telling my younger self, like, just be patient and you're going to get to that point. It may not be overnight. It may be in the next five years, but that's okay. That is great advice to your younger self. And what is another lesson, another failure that you would, that you learned from besides what you just shared? I think it all kind of comes together on that, on that entrepreneur thing, because, you know, um, when, when i first was doing this whole entrepreneur thing, I convinced myself that I wasn't allowed to have like a regular job and figure this out at the same time, which I feel like that was kind of spiraling into later me convincing myself in San Diego, hey, you can't have a job. You got to do this on your own, like be an entrepreneur, right? And so um, I think that's probably like my biggest mistake that spiraled into everything, you know, years later was me having this weird belief that if I had a nine to five job, you know, that I couldn't be an entrepreneur, I couldn't have a business, like, I couldn't do all this other stuff that I wanted to do. And so, 
you know, I, I slowly did get out of that when I, prior to us moving to Washington, a little bit before we moved to Washington, and I ended up getting a job with the company that I was using their software. So ClickFunnels. Um, and it, it made sense. It was like, you know, I'm already using this software. I'm already really good with it. And if I can get a job with this company, like it's not going to feel like much of a job because I'm just going to basically do the job on my eyes closed and still be good at it. And so I think that that was probably another kind of failure there is like really just trying to convince myself over the years that I have failed and I'm not an entrepreneur. I can't be an entrepreneur if I have to have a job to kind of supplement that business as it grows. As you look at um, stuff like ClickFunnels, have you seen a change since the pandemic? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, actually, I'll never forget that because I, I do uh, VIP phone support and primarily we work with the top tier customers of ClickFunnels. So they're referred to as the two CCX members and they have like personal coaching with like Russell and people like that. And so um, there was this one person in particular that I got a call from one day and they told me they were, they were uh, like a, a cro- uh, they were karate instructors. They had a, they had a dojo and they said, you know, we've never had anything online, but you know, the pandemic hit, we can't have our place open. And so we're literally just transitioning everything to online so that we can still keep our business running. And that was just the first of many people realizing like, hey, I need to have this online presence so that I'm kind of bulletproof for something like a pandemic and I can still keep my business running. I can still have my doors open, even if it just means virtually. And then it's like, you know, as things let up, you now have this virtual presence as well as having something, you know, in person to those that maybe favor one over the other. So it's just, it's beautiful to see. And it, stuff like that keeps me going too. And like, keeps my mind focused on the fact of like, look at how much it's like working for people. There was one person in particular, it absolutely blew my mind. They had a funnel where they were basically just doing cookie decorating. They were teaching people cookie decorating and their funnel um, is actually going to be in, they're going to get a two comma club award, which basically means they got a million dollars in revenue in that funnel just for cookie decorating. So it's like, it's little things like that, that it's just like, oh, wow. Like if that works, like you can make money doing anything and then you can transition anything into being online. So it's just, yeah, I would say those two things in general, like looking at that with the pandemic hitting is just like really eye-opening, but it's, it's cool. I think a lot of people look at it as a bad thing that this happened, but I think it's kind of cool that now everybody's having to like, focus their mind on transitioning everything into online. I love that. That is so inspiring that you can really do anything and find a way to share it online and make an amazing business with it. By the way, I'm into cookie decorating because the other day, uh, one of my friend chefs um, brought home a confetti, homemade confetti sheet cake with the best frosting and everything. Uh, Yeah. And it made me think of that. Just that brings a lot of joy. Yeah. What a great share. And for people who had to transition since the pandemic, what would you say were the best resources that helped you along the way? I think the biggest thing is just connecting with a, with a community of people that are kind of going through the same thing. You know, I, I know we're all kind of going through the same thing, but I kind of picture us going through it in different ways because 
you have the people that this pandemic is just the norm. Right. And so for them, it's like, cool, I'm just out of a job. I'm just going to stay home. Like I'm on unemployment, which that's fine. Right. But then you have the other side of it that it's like, okay, I'm an entrepreneur. Now my business is trying to get shut down because of this pandemic. Like how can I make this still work? And I think to those people, like you just need to connect with like-minded people that are going through those same things and just grow together you know, because that's the other thing too. I think, um, I had an issue where, you know, if my like sequence of steps with whatever I was doing, didn't go exactly as planned, I was thinking of it as failures. And, and now it's like, my, my mind is, is refocused in such a way that it's like, okay, if I take 10 steps forward, and two steps back because something happened. I'm not thinking of it as a failure. I'm just like, okay, these are obviously just the steps I need to take. So this is still just part of the journey. And so I don't know if that'll help anybody as well, but I think that's also kind of key in like your mindset too, is just understanding like everybody's journey is different. And that was my biggest kryptonite is just always comparing myself. And so the the less you compare yourself to people and the more you just keep pushing forward, I think the better off you're going to be in connecting with those like-minded people as well as just the 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 big token and all of this as well. Kind of a funny question, but uh, go with it. If you were sentenced to life in prison and the warden said, I'm going to be nice to you, Devin, I'm going to give you one book, but this is the only book you have to read the rest of your life. What would be the book you bring with you and why that book? Honestly. I would probably bring, I would probably bring dot-com secrets by Russell Brunson. Reason being um, the amount of information he lays out from start to finish in his trilogy, even, but also dot-com secrets is like the start of it is just unreal. And so my mindset would be like, okay, I'm, I am here in prison for life, but there's gotta be a way that like, maybe I can still be an entrepreneur on the inside. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just like, if I'm, if I'm already here for life, I might as well like try to make the best of it. You know, <laughs> like that's kind of my mindset really. And, and, and then it's like, okay, my other thing is, is how can I, like, let's say they give me a little bit of computer time, you know, every so often my mindset's now like, okay, with this little bit of computer time, can I build something so that my family on the outside also is okay? Like, is there something that I can do? So yeah, I would definitely say dot-com secrets just because of the, the amount of knowledge that's behind that book. I think even if I, it was nothing more than to just read it and not apply it, I, I think it would still just like keep me excited and just remind me who I am, you know? That is such a cool way of thinking of how you'd spend your time in prison with the book to really think out of the box true to your code because someone who does leap with action thinks out of the box and thinks how to how to make the most out of opportunity how to grow yourself and so this is really really awesome what is one person that have made the most impact in your life and why I would think overall, and you know, I always say this, but I know it, it sounds cliche, but it's it's so true to me, especially with everything that I went through, because I genuinely don't think I could have powered through all this without her. It's my wife, because you know, she's always been that sidekick through all this stuff where like I hit those brick walls and she's just like, you know, I'm I'm here with you no matter what. Like whatever you decide. I don't care. I'm, I'm always going to be here. And, and that was at those peaks of those moments in San Diego where like we were literally 
sleeping in our car. She's just like, if this is literally what you want to do and you feel it's right, I'm right here no matter what. I don't care if we're in the car. I don't care if we have a place. I don't care. You know, even when we were in in the place, when we had like $500 and I told her, I was like, listen, I have this idea for a webinar. Like I can launch this webinar and put this money into Facebook ads, or we can put this down to rent. And she was like, do you think this is going to make you money? And I was like, yep. She's like, well then do that. I was like, okay, cool. So she's always kind of been that rock and that person that kind of goes with me on those crazy, like entrepreneur trips. You know, she's, she's a lot more of an entrepreneur than I, than I think she gives herself credit, you know, even just kind of being with me on the ride through all this. I would definitely say like my wife's had the greatest impact because she's kind of helped me through all that stuff. And then she has a very like loving, caring and compassionate side to her that I feel like has kind of translated into my life and how I react to things as well now too. As you think about our audience, these are people who love to hear unique perspectives and just want to really take in whatever they can to live their best life. If you could just offer one piece of advice to the audience and say like, this is it, man. If this can help you live your best life, this would be my my advice for you. What would that advice be? My advice, honestly, is like two parts. The first thing is don't be afraid to try everything. I think I was so confined in this box of saying like, okay, if, you know, if I do funnel building, like I can't try, you know, logo design, or if I, if I do funnel building, I can't be a musician. Like, don't be afraid to try everything. And then a follow-up to that is make sure like when you're trying these things, you just pay attention to what makes you the most happy, what makes you the most fulfilled and do that because, you know, it's, it's so funny. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying initially, a lot of people want to do things and and I'm guilty of this too. In the past, a lot of people want to do things because they know it's going to make them a lot of money, but then you have people that are making millions of dollars decorating cookies. So what that tells me is it's like, you, you can make money doing whatever, but the, the focus should be, okay, out of all these things you're trying, what's most important and what makes you feel most fulfilled. And then the second piece of advice kind of to follow up on that is just to be patient. Like if what you expect of this isn't happening overnight, that's fine. Because no matter if it takes you two years, five years or 10, if you're doing what you love, it's going to be the least amount of stress. You're going to have a great time doing it. It's not going to feel like work. And then when you finally have that breakthrough and you're, you're making the money that's going to help you like provide and, and keep going with it, you're, you're going to be happy that you did it. That is really, really great advice. True to that. I, I always like to encourage, I, I like to encourage people to figure out what they like to do, find their purpose and their passion and go after it. So that's great. Last question. What is a question that we didn't think of that we should have asked you? I think a lot of people connect with me more so in reference to like my wheelchair, I guess. I think that's that's my epiphany and what I realized like with my podcast is like it's such a taboo subject. Like when I'm when I'm rolling somewhere in public and and people are staring at me, like my thing is like it doesn't bother me because I realize there's a good chance that maybe I'm the first person in a wheelchair that they've literally ever seen. 
like they've only ever seen a little wheelchair on a handicap sign. I, I think the issue with a lot of people is like, they look at me and they're like, okay, like I've been through hard stuff, but clearly it's not as bad as you because you're in a wheelchair. So I, I like to, you know, at least ease people's mind and like help them realize like, you know, my wheelchair is just like, my wheelchair is just a part of me. You know, I don't, I don't think of it as like a piece that I have to overcome. I just think of it as a tool to adapting. Like I honestly, I've, I've told people in the past, I said, you know, in a way I kind of feel bad for people that, that don't have a situation like mine, because what my situation has taught me is how to overadapt and overcome in every situation, you know, even down to something as simple as putting my shoes on, you know, it's like for, for somebody like able body, you know, it might take them two seconds to put their shoes on. But for me, I had to find a system that works for me, you know, getting in your car might take you two seconds to get in your car, but I had to find a system that works for me. It's like, you know, the same thing with like entrepreneurship. The whole reason why I wanted to do entrepreneurship was because I realized that most jobs out there um, that are actually going to hire somebody in a wheelchair involve just working at a call center. And I was sick of doing that. And so I was like, cool, if I can open up this door to entrepreneurship, I could literally do whatever I want. So Devin, how can those out there who are interested in connecting with you, what's the best way for them to find you? Um, the best way for them to find me, honestly, is um, I'm pretty... I'm pretty active on on Facebook at the moment. I don't I don't have a fan page that I keep up with too too much at the moment. But if you search Devin Reed Weber, you want to be my friend. Cool, let's connect. Um, similarly, on Instagram, if you want to follow me on there, it's just uh, Devin. So that's D E V O N dot W W P, like Wheelchair Warrior Project. Um, and then I haven't done an interview in a while with the Wheelchair Warrior Project. But if you guys do want to do an interview with me and you have some questions for me about me being in a wheelchair, you can go to wheelchairwarriorproject.com and uh, you'll, you'll see the button to, uh, to actually uh, fill out something to book an interview with me. Thank you so much, Devin, for your time. We appreciate you and we really appreciate you sharing with our audience. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. It was fun. To learn more about Ivy and the CIA, go to Ivy and the CIA. Dot com. To learn more about Dan Crum, go to dancrum.com.